Hello, friends, and welcome to Troidal Power Presents, the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power. I'm your host, Troidal Power, and this is the podcast where we play through, game, we play through games in a powerful way. I kind of brought some uh, Road Rage Randy energy to that, didn't I? With the hello! Like, that's that's kind of how he says hi. I'm going to turn this game down a little bit. Um, I'm, uh, y'all, I'm waiting to get my COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah! I'm so excited. I'm getting in just a few minutes here. But I got some time to kill, so I figured we'd play a little bit of Golden Sun. And then um, when uh, when it's time, I'll, I'll <clears throat> excuse me, I'll stop recording and then uh, go get my shot. And then uh, I'm doing another drive-through clinic thing, and I think they make you wait 15 minutes after you're done. So uh, maybe maybe we'll record the second half of this episode, like, immediately post-vaccination. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm moving the, the game away. So if you don't hear it for a second very much, it's because I moved it over to the side. So I can just tell you uh, what our plan is. Oh, oh finish that fight excuse me um so last episode we left off we found out that the the falling star things caused the trees to get superpowers and also turned people into or animals into monsters so i've been killing all of the animals in the world they just turned into monsters and the tree told us that um there was a dangerous evil forest to the south across the river and also the people of bilbin are back human i'm, I'm in bilbin now i'm talking to a guy who says i was turned into a tree for a while can you believe it? And I'm going to say, yep. He goes, I think I know what it means to sink your roots in one place. But I wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. Uh, what's this guy got to say? You're wondering about the tree? No, I'm not wondering about the tree. It's already back to a person. Um, let's check the item shop here. Come in, welcome. Take a look at our fine weapons. Let's see. I have 4,000 coins, but I don't know if I need any of these weapons. I don't know. Let's just go find this evil forest, you know? Here we go out of the town. He said south of the river. But all I see south of the river here is mountains? Isn't there? Yeah, there we go. If I hold the left trigger, I can zoom out. There's no way to zoom out further than that, though. Um, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. This game... Oh, here's another random battle. This game, uh... It could use, like, an atlas, like a built-in thing in the game, where you can, uh... can tell where things are at, you know? That would really be a big help. But alas... It's not really the kind of uh, world exploration it's going for, I suppose. <sighs> I know I could handle the battles more strategically than this, but... Oh god, I just realized that I handled battles in Golden Sun pretty much the same way I handled battles in Pokemon. Okay, so there's a cave next to the town. We're going to go through it. It's called Goma Cave. I'm hoping it'll let us venture to the south somewhere. Uh, man, I haven't played that Pokemon game in a minute, huh, Tyler? One of these days, I'll play more Pokemon for you, my friend. I want to beat that Marco level, and then the, like, four other levels that I still have to go in that game. I've only beaten one. I mean, they're not levels. They're, like, campaigns, basically. Um, but I've only beaten the first one. Uh, here's the Goma Cave. Oops. The Goma Cave entrance. Jump across a gap. Let me turn, I think my volume's a little too quiet now. I, I thought I could slide down this hillside in front of me, but I couldn't, so Isaac was just running around like an idiot. Go down the ladder. There you go. 
let's see. Ah, here, I have to jump across. Blown out bridge, and then walk off the screen back onto the world map. And there's a forest here, and a bridge to the south. So I guess we'll just keep heading south-ish, and see if we find anything interesting. The problem is all... I mean, there's like, there's, there's, there's trees and there's rivers and stuff, but like most of the map just kind of looks the same. Like it doesn't stand out for me as being distinct. Um, I just did a big attack. That was cool. Yeah, there's nowhere to go here. So I have to go all the way back up here to the northwest and then go south after I cross a bridge and get into a random battle against a mushroom and a couple of rats. Oh, my wife sent me a picture. Aww. It's her and my baby. He was supposed to be napping. He woke up early. Um, let's see. Continuing around. There's another bridge I can cross. Going slightly more west. I'm not really finding a good opportunity to go south here, video game. Still, still not actually heading south. Okay, let's kill the zombie. Heck yeah. There's a broken bridge. Can I do anything at this broken bridge? No. But that has me concerned that I'm on the wrong track because that broken bridge is the first thing I've seen. <sighs> Another rain of battle. That's like specifically a southern direction. Hmm. All right, here's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna head over to the vaccination place. Probably gonna have to wait in line for a little bit. But while I wait, I'm going to go look up where the heck I'm supposed to go next, and then we'll figure it out from there. How's that sound, friends? Sound good to you? All right. Sounds good to me, too. Well, then, uh, until after, well, I'll just, I'll be right back. Uh, okay, friends. I'm, I'm back. I haven't had a chance to look anything up because um, getting my vaccine was so fast. It was so fast. I just drove up, I filled out some paperwork, they gave me a shot in the arm, and now I'm sitting here waiting for them to, to I just have to wait for 15 minutes to make sure I don't have a uh, like crazy reaction to it or anything. Um, so, my review of getting the vaccine is, it's good, get your vaccine, my arm hurts like hell, that shot was very painful, and I don't give a rat's behind, because, I got a vaccine, y'all. I'm very excited about it. Anyway, um, I'm looking up a walkthrough for Golden Sun. Let's see. Uh, Mercury Lighthouse is what we did, right? The next thing it says is Fuchin Temple. And then Mogul Forest? What's Fuchin Temple? Small Monk's Temple where many men are trained to hone their abilities. It can be reached by moving south from Kolima and crossing the Kolima Drawbridge. Uh, let's read that again. It can be reached by moving south from Kalima and crossing the Kalima Drawbridge. Well, let's figure out what exactly that means. 
here. Oh, where's my game? <laughs> um, did it fall? No. Should, oh, there it is. Okay. Um, so. Where did we leave off? We're not anywhere near Kalima, are we? Shit, I got a random battle already. <sighs> it's just a lot of battles in this game. There's just a lot of them. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I haven't started it up yet, but, uh, well, well, I finished Final Fantasy VIII, which that alone was exciting. Um, Final Fantasy VIII, that's something to talk about for random battles. Final Fantasy VIII has a weird leveling system. So if you don't know, the way that leveling in Final Fantasy VIII works is you level up your character, but you also have, uh, like, summons that are attached to your character, and the summons are way more important for how powerful your character is than your character's actual level. And also, your um, character's level controls the level of enemies in the world. So the, the higher level your character is, the stronger your enemies are going to be. So really what you want to do in Final Fantasy VIII is you want your character not to level up because when they level up, uh, then the world gets harder. Um, this is Kalima, right? No, this is Bilbin. Where's Kalima? Was Kalima right... Was that what was right next to the Mercury Lighthouse? Is that where I have to go next? Is all the way back up there? <sighs> um... Final Fantasy. Oh, so you want to you want to avoid random battles in Final Fantasy because like when you fight a boss, you don't get any experience, but when you fight random encounters, you you get experience and level up. Um, but there's there's actually a thing you can get that you can just not have random battles in that game. And like I was playing the remake on the Switch, which has a thing built in for the remake that like you can do three times speed, which I used a lot, and you can also turn off random battles, which I didn't use because I was like, no, that's not part of the game. The three times speed just makes things faster. It doesn't feel like cheating to me, but within the game itself there's a thing you can get that first it, it lowers your random encounter rate by half and then the second level of it just turns them off just no random encounters and it's great um but now that i've finished final fantasy 8 the next new rpg i'm going to start for myself is um the uh the next game in the boot hill series so i played boot hill heroes um back in like uh december january time period i think um and, uh, and Boot Hill Bounties is the next in the series. And actually, the maker of the game was kind enough. After uh, they gave me a copy of the Boot Hill Heroes to review, um, they were kind enough to also provide me a copy of Boot Hill Bounties as well. So um, super cool of them to do. So that's that's kind of next on my, uh, on my RPG docket here. I'll actually probably do a first impressions episode of that, um, just giving you the first hour or so of gameplay. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to play it. Why was I talking about that? Oh, because Boot Hill it doesn't it doesn't do um it doesn't do random battles. Well, it does, but they're they're uh, uh, in the style of like the new Pokemon games where you can see the random battle kind of on the um, on the world map. So you can see like an enemy walking around, and then if you bump into them, it takes you into the random battle screen. So if you're not interested in doing a random battle, you can uh, more or less avoid them. Ooh. Talking a lot. 
I'm like trying to be mindful of like, you know, my, my, my throat, my voice gets tired a bit when I, uh, record these here podcasts, but also I just had the shot. So I need to be like, wait a minute, my throat's tired. Cause I'm talking, not because I'm having a reaction. Right. But I don't think I've ever had a reaction to a shot. So I'm not too worried about that part of it. Um, I know my arm's going to be sore. I'm already doing a little bit of light massaging of the arm here as I'm sitting here. Because, uh, like I said, that was that was a very surprisingly painful shot. Um, okay, we're back in the mountain region here. Everything looks the same, except it's snowy. Just not enough variety in the world, I think. Oh, I know what I can talk about. I can talk about Tide the Tasmanian Tiger 2 um, as, we're, as we're running around here. Um, if you, by the time you're hearing this, uh, my review has been up for a week and a half. Probably-ish, a week. I don't know. It's been up for a little bit. So you can go to geek2geekmedia.com to read my full review. Um, I finished, I actually, so last night I recorded um, the last Zelda episode that you've heard. And then immediately after that, I went and uh, started playing more of Ty the Tasmanian Tiger 2 Bush Rescue HD on the Nintendo Switch and uh, realized I was at the end of it. So I stayed up a little bit later than I normally would and beat it. And... I think I'm still gonna play a little more of it here and there. I haven't deleted it off my Switch yet because um, I really didn't get into much of the exploration and finding collectibles and things like I did in um, uh, the first Tie the Tasmanian Tiger game because the, the structure of that game is different than the first. It's, it's like an overworld type thing and you're doing missions rather than going into a level and um, collecting things. Shit, this town is ML. This isn't Kalima at all. Ah, oh, son of a biscuit. Now I have to go all the way back. Ugh. <sighs> okay, um, so rather than going into a big level that has like eight uh, thunder eggs that you need to collect, and some of them are for, you know, fighting certain enemies, some of them are for kind of solving puzzles, some of them will be for collecting all of the, the coins in the level. They're called opals, but basically coins like Mario level. That's kind of the structure of the first game. So you end up spending a lot of time in each location and really exploring it, looking for the things that you need to do in order... Another random battle. In order to um, uh, get those thunder eggs, and that ends up helping you find all kinds of fun, goofy little secrets and stuff. And uh, Tide of Tasmanian Tiger 2, because it opts for more of a mission structure type thing, the, the actual environments that you go into are much smaller, and um, they're more focused. So you kind of like... You're like, ah, there's a, a, a scientist got trapped in this cave when there was a cave in that made lava come up. And so now you have to go in there and you drive a cool mech around that's like a firefighter mech and you use it to um, get past some lava falls and to do some cool platforming. And then you get to the koala then and he's like, hey, bud, you saved my life. I really appreciate that. And you're like, no problem, buddy. And then your bird friend goes, hey, guess what? Uh, you know how you just did a thing? Well, over in another part of the world, um, there's a uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of the bad guys' goons have shown up, and they've started causing problems. And so you go and you fight the bad guys' goons, and then just as you finish that, your bird friend comes up and he's like, hey, you know what? There's this, these people filming a movie, and they're getting attacked by ninjas on this set. And it turns out that the ninjas are just extras in the movie, so you're going to get yelled at when you... Uh, when you fight those ninjas, but you think you're doing it to help out. So you're just kind of constantly going to new locations in Tide the Tasmanian Tiger 2 HD. So you never get, uh, you, you never feel, you, I always felt pressured to be going to the next 
level. I mean, they're not really levels because you kind of just do one thing. But but I always felt like I needed to be going on to the next one. So I never stopped and really spent time. Ooh, I just realized I can push the torches in this cave round. And there's an icicle blocking my path. So I'm going to push this torch over the icicle. And it should melt the icicle. Yeah, buddy. And then I can get past it and see if I... There's a cool secret back here. <gasps> Hi, there's a staircase. Let's go up the stairs. And now there's a path that winds back towards the area I was in. And there's a treasure chest. Isaac, check the chest. Isaac got gave a vial to Garrett. Cool. And a random battle. Um, so yeah, I just didn't... I didn't get the motivation to explore and look for hidden collectibles and stuff quite the same way, which meant that I never really connected with any of the individual areas the same way, which meant I didn't really connect with the overall world quite the same way. And it was still a good game. I still had fun playing Tie the Tasmanian Tiger 2, but it definitely wasn't as much fun as the first game was for me. Um, the, the actual moment-to-moment -moment gameplay was fine. Everything was still good, but just the, the world structure... Um, was not as appetizing to me. I think part of what it was is that the first game felt like a really refined version of a Super Nintendo plat or I'm sorry, a Nintendo 64 platformer, while the second game felt like a very early concept of an open world game. And so, you know, that's that's a pretty major difference. One felt like a refined version of a thing and one felt like an early version of a thing. And at the time it came out, I bet people were really excited about 2 because, like, oh my gosh, it's doing this new open world thing that, like, we've seen, like, Grand Theft Auto do, and at this point Jack 2 was out and was doing the, the open world thing. And so I think that's probably why they opted for that. It was probably a really popular decision at the time, but looking at them from fresh, with a fresh perspective, I think the first game holds up its thesis statement better than the second one does which is not again not to say the second game is bad it's just it it didn't quite click for me quite as well um having said that both are really fun games and if you played them before and want to relive them i, I think the switch versions both they look great uh, two two had a, a couple of frame rate issues but it was not like a constant thing it, it was not a, a something that bothered me very much um, but the first one, I don't remember that happening at all. The first one was just, I just, my memory is that the first one was just buttery smooth. Um, and if you've never played them, I, I, that first game, I think I, I would more heartily recommend than the second. Because the first game, if you liked playing Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie or, um, I, I think the first Jack and Daxter kind of fell into this too from my memory. I haven't played that one much. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I think I played it all the way through, but it was a long time ago. But anyway, the first time the Tasmanian Tiger is pretty fun. Uh, the car next to me just turned its engine on, which means it must be 15 minutes since we uh, we went through. Um, which means, friends, that... Um, is this Kalima? No, this is Bilbin. What the hell's Kalima? All right, well, we're going to save our game here. Um, until next time, bleh, 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 until next time, friends. Um, hope, hopefully next time I figure out where the hell Kalima is, because apparently that's where I'm supposed to go next. Uh, until next time, tap A and hope for the best. If you enjoyed my show, it would mean a lot if you would rate and review it on iTunes, share it on social media, or check out my Patreon. You can find all of my stuff at troidalpower.carrd.co. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. 
Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.